Hey everybody, Melanie Atkinson here, Realtor with Smith & Associates in beautiful Tampa Bay, Florida. And today I'm here with John Cho with Blue Anchor Realty in Pensacola, Florida. And we're going to talk about how to be successful and what the challenges are in your first year in real estate. John, thank you so much for joining me today. For anybody watching this, John and I don't know each other. So we figured this would be a really interesting conversation just starting from scratch. So John, you are uh, started in real estate in the state of Florida in Pensacola back in February of 2019. Tell us how your first year went. Well, for my first year, um, I closed 39 units and had 10 pendings. And this month I am closing seven of them this month. So, so April. Yep. Okay, during right, all right. of this that's going on, you still have seven closings. Yes. Okay, John, so why don't you tell us how you got started in real estate? I got started in real estate by selling cell phones at first. Um, during my first year selling cell phones, I placed 12th in the whole Gulf Coast state um, okay. for, for, for Verizon. Okay. Um, I was working for an authorized retailer, and one of my clients, you know, she was a real estate agent, and she was... I think she was one of the best, one of like the top real estate agents here. And she told me, Hey, you should get into real estate. You know, it'll be really good. And at first, you know, I'm, I'm kind of stubborn. So I was like, no, I'm not sure I need more sales experience. Cause, um, uh, you know, I wanted to be more confident when I sell real estate. And at the same time, I really wasn't interested. Um, and we kept texting back and forth and pretty much I wasn't interested. But right. then this one text she sent me changed the whole perspective. She was like, well, you know, 20K checks are nice. You know, that number to me was really important because that's how much my parents made, you know, a 20K a year. So for me, that that just clicked. And then right. I was like, okay, I'm going to get into real estate. Right. So I took the course and got into real estate. So that's and which course much. did you take? I actually get that question a lot from people. I took an online course. I think it was like Tampa Bay School of Real Estate. Okay. Well, yes, that that is here. I took Bob Hogue, if anyone's interested, yeah. and I did it online. That was way back in the day, but um, but I did do an online course. I did Bob Hogue. Um, so you mentioned uh, the number one reason that I think people get interested in real estate is for those large checks, um, and that's what appeals to people. And I'm sure. When she sent that, you thought, fantastic. And then the actual reality of getting a 20K check is very different right. from the, yes. the, the text. <laughs> so let's mm -hmm. get into the the not so right. you know pretty parts of, of doing this job. Um, mm -hmm. When you started, did you have savings? Yes. So I had about $12,000 in my savings account. Okay. And I think I had about like $3,000 in my checkings account. And... I knew I had to save up about six months because uh, I wasn't sure how I was going to do in real estate. Right. And I actually quit my job at Verizon, just just quit, and I just jumped into real estate. And right. Because for me, my personality is like, I don't want to put 50% of my effort here and 50% of my effort here. For me, it's like, do or die. Like, yeah. are we going to be serious about it? Let's, let's just jump on board. So Yeah, I agree. How. 
Um, I get that question a lot as well. You know, people want to have the job for security that they know will make money and then also try to have a full-time career in real estate and it doesn't work. So I usually tell people to save as much as you can on your job that you're currently doing and then ease your, and you know, get into real estate and leave that job. It's very scary to not have that safety net. um, And I understand that. So people that get into real estate tend to either one, think it's easy or two, have a lot of belief that they're capable of doing it. We'll address the first one. Is it easy to make all of that money or was it easy for you in your first year? No, not at all. Absolutely not. Um, Okay. So for my first month, I jumped into it. I was like, all right, let's get it. Cause you know, like when you first start, it's always exciting. I mean, it's still exciting, but you know, I had zero closings and and I, this is another thing that I want to tell my viewers, like when you save up money and you, you're living like a $3,000 lifestyle before that, you're still going to be spending $3,000, although you know you're not going to have any kind of income. Right. So, and also I spent more than that a month because I was trying new marketing, like invest in this source. Like, are we, should I invest here? Should I invest there? And I was trying and not a lot of things worked. So first month went by zero dollars. Second month went by zero dollars. And, you know, then I start to panic because I'm like, oh man, uh, I didn't prepare for this. (laughs) (laughs) But third month rolls by and I have five closings. So that kind of made up the whole thing. So, so what a lot of people don't realize is we get paid at closing. So, but you need to, in a lot of those cases, have that, that house under contract for 30, 45, even 60 days sometimes. So right. if you get a contract in your third month, mm-hmm. that might not be closing for another month and a half. So you might be looking right. at month four and a half before you actually get a paycheck. So did you have pendings in your first and second month or did the pendings not happen until the third month? It Till the third month and okay. towards the end of the second month, that's okay. when I started getting stuff under contract. Um, right. My first transaction, thankfully it was a cash transaction. Okay. And they said, okay, close in two weeks and no contingency. So I was like, wow, this is like... <laughs> well, that was a real estate gift for you. <laughs> it really was. Because at that point I was like, because, you know, I door knock a lot and all the houses I door knocked, you know, they, they were having like these for sale signs, but it was these mega agents signs. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of discouraging. And the first house that I put under contract, that fell through after two weeks. So I was like maybe real estate is not for everyone. <laughs> and I was like being in this, you know, self-doubt moment, but I told myself I, I need to push through. And I was like thinking of my reason why, you know, it's not ultimately the money. It's just how I grew up. You know, I came from a very poor background and for me, I didn't want to have the same thing for my future. So right. that's, that's what pushed me. And now I'm 39 transactions later. So. Right. Right. So, um, you're, you're pretty young, you're only 26 years old, um, and only been in the the business for about a year and a half. What do you, what would be your advice to younger people looking to leave their current jobs and going into real estate? Do you find it a challenge with real estate and houses being people's biggest investment? Do you find your age to be a challenge sometimes? Yes. Sometimes they look at me and they're like, man, this, this kid looks young. Like, I don't know if I could hand over my largest asset to a kid, right? Right. But this is how you overcome that. Um, for me, I, I definitely have a lot of data and facts, like what houses sold 
in that area that's similar to his or hers. Um, for what price I show them that and I have all these listing packet that I put together, you know, why hire a realtor and all the data and facts. And then also I show them like what your competition is. So they know that I'm not pricing the house really low to get it sold quick. Right. And, you know, putting the competition out there shows them like for me, um, this is how I got my last listing. And for the sellers to agree on the price, I showed them a very similar house to theirs, but it was sitting on the market for 90 days. Mm -hmm. And in our current market condition, it shouldn't sit for that long. So, and then I told them like, Hey, listen, like last year we had 2000 homes this year, we have 1500 homes. So it's the inventory is super low. And if your house sits on 30 to 90 days, that's considered a long time in this market. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I agree. I would think it would be a challenge. Uh, We were talking before we started this phone call and I said, you know, for, an agent I've been in the business for 13 years. So someone who's been in in the industry for one year, you know, maybe we get a little arrogant having been in the, the industry for a long time, but that also might mean that we've learned some bad habits. So um, what I find really refreshing about the young people that come into the industry is I think they're constantly pushing the older people who are not as tech savvy, um, Mm -hmm. who aren't as creative um, and things like that. And I think it, it, it really appeals to not only young people, but people that are in their thirties and forties who are maybe going in their second and third house that just want different marketing. They don't necessarily want the same old marketing. Um, and I find that, you know, people that are younger than myself tend to be really good at that. Um, and that's, and that's a testament to your generation. So hopefully you guys can keep doing that. Um, cause the average age is pretty, pretty up there for real mm-hmm. estate agents. Um, so in general, just to, to wrap this part up, you need to have savings. If you're a young person, you're looking to get into real estate, you need to have savings. You need to have a significant amount of savings and you need to be prepared and have your ducks in a row when you're going and meeting with clients. Now that brings me to the really important topic that, that I believe is really important, which is mentorships, teams, and everything like that. I worked as a contract coordinator for two years before I got in real estate. And I worked with a team for many, many years and having other people to bounce ideas off of was really helpful. Um, so for a young person starting for a new person starting, how, what are your thoughts on mentoring and, um, even joining teams? I know you're not part of a team, but, um, things like that and, and being able to be comfortable asking questions. So you're doing the right thing for your client. Absolutely. So before I, my first six months, I was with a very huge company, um, very well-known company just cause like, the name recognition was there, mm-hmm. but I had no mentorship. Um, the way I got my business was door knocking like crazy. Okay. I mean, we're talking about like eight hours of door knocking in the most single people day don't sometimes. do z- do zero door knocking because yeah. they're afraid to door knock. <laughs> we'll talk about that that because yeah. I'd like to touch touch on that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So like for my schedule was like okay, I got to go get clients. In order to get clients, I need to make contact. So for four hours, what I would do is call people um, using like free leads on online. Like if you go on Zillow, you have like for sale by owners, stuff like that, and expires on the MLS. And then what I will do is I like I like to move a lot. Um, I have ADHD, <laughs> so I would do like we most of us do in real estate. <laughs> yeah. So I would sometimes knock on doors for four to five hours. Like on Saturdays, I would knock on doors for eight hours just because I know people were at home. 
Right. And I did that like for two months straight. And, you know, it, it was a, it was definitely difficult, you know, for me, like for me to prepare that, you know, I would wake up early, go to the gym, prepare my mind for the day. And cause I know it's going to be brutal out there cause it's Florida. It gets really hot here <laughs> and I'm still wearing my suit. Cause okay. you know, first impressions are super important. I'm there with a tie <laughs> and sweating wow. in the back. So that's how I got started off. Um, and a, were you giving them anything whenever they answer the door? What, what yeah. was, what was, what were you giving them? Cause um, not everyone, uh, you know, opens the door and cause they're not there. I would have this um, uh, packet written up saying, Hey, I'm your neighborhood realtor. You know, I'm here to help you, you know, all sorts of that, <laughs> all sorts of mm-hmm. that. So, and it was like the cheapest way to generate leads um, instead of paying through online. So, you know, that's what I did when I was at a huge brokerage because I had no mentorship. You know, I was on my own in this office, in this office. So like just going out, knocking on doors and, you know, it brought me some results. Um, I got five listings from that. And within that five listings, I went after the families asking for business. And Mm -hmm. I also picked up buyers. And as time went by, my clientele got bigger, bigger. And so I didn't, I don't, I don't door knock anymore. Right. So that's great. And after that <laughs> six months at the big brokerage, I did about eight, I did 18 transactions. And then for me, I got really tired and I said, Hey, I need something else. Like there's something that I'm missing. So I actually joined a very small brokerage, but for me, and I also capped <laughs> at the, older brokerage so it was kind of harder for me to leave because I knew that every commission check I get it will be 100% right but I left because I know there was a mentorship in this smaller brokerage um he has 10 years of experience in real estate so you know for me I shadowed him a little bit here and there and asked for his advice and also he helped me with legal issues if the like what I need to watch out uh, what definitely needs to be signed what needs to be brought to attention and making a listing packet so I can beat other agents. Mm-hmm. And that was very, very helpful. Right. So yeah, the, the key there is to not be um, drawn into just the, the company that can give you the best cut. And I mean, we all have in all of our, our um, areas, we have those companies that are like, you know, join us and you only pay $250 for a transaction. Yeah. It, but is that the right place to learn the business? And um, you know, that's, that's some advice that I try to give as well is, is interview other, you know, um, offices and the big ones and the small ones. You know, I work for a local brokerage as well. Ours is pretty big, but, um, you know, which one is going to give you the best mentorship and the best ability to succeed, um, in this business. So anyone out there who's looking, please do your due diligence and, you know, shop around, um, cause you don't really want to make a mistake that could cost you the savings that you work so hard, um, before you get into this business for me, like if you can get that seasoned agent to help you and to guide you, you know, that means a lot because I'm sure they're super busy, but they're taking their time to invest in you. And I think that is the number one thing you should really look into before joining a brokerage. So. Yeah. You know, I wasn't necessarily in the beginning of my career, whenever I, I joined a team, um, it was more, it was during the terrible, you know, great recession and everything. And I, I wanted, you know, people to hang out with and, and to have 
more of a, a, I don't know, to just enjoy real estate more. It was a really difficult time. So I joined a team at that point, but it, for new agents, it's really, really important to have people above you that you can access and talk to, whether that's a team lead, um, a mentor within your brokerage or your broker yourself. A lot of bigger companies, the broker themselves is kind of busy. Um, so they, they need somebody else. And if that's the case and you join a big brokerage, see if there's a team, they'll, they'll give you leads. They'll give you buyer leads, which kind of helps get your feet on the ground if you're not comfortable with door knocking. So we'll touch on door knocking really quick. Do you have any funny stories from door knocking? Was it ever scary? Yes, it was. It's always the hardest part is getting out of your house. That's going to be the hardest part. Once you start door knocking, it gets easier because you're, you're out there door knocking anyways. So for me, I was like, okay, I'm out here anyways. Let's just knock on like 200 doors today. And obviously there are people that are going to cuss at you (laughs) that are going (laughs) to report you saying, Hey, no solicitation. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's kind of daunting, but here's the thing. I was, I couldn't afford the fear because I, I had to make money somehow. So I'm going to ask everyone's business. I I love that. I couldn't afford the fear. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fantastic (laughs) Fantastic message. And you do get to that point in any job that's a hundred percent commission. <laughs> you can't afford to be afraid to go get new business. Right. So because I had a mortgage payment that I need to make and a car payment. And I have three doggies and like 10 chickens. Oh, <laughs> so goodness. I have to feed them all too. So it's <laughs> like, all right, I need to get out there and create create like cash cash income. So right. I couldn't afford the fear. That's good. I like that. I'll have to use that one. I might steal that. Yeah. <laughs> Of <laughs> those 39 transactions, I know that you did a little bit of flipping. We'll talk about flipping for just a little bit. Um, I don't normally talk about it on this channel because I don't, I don't really work with investors very often. Um, but, um, flipping is, is a really important part of a lot of people's business. So, um, how did you get into it and how has the success been on that? Well, I went to a networking meeting and it was full of investors. Uh, and like I said, for me, my number one priority was um, traditional real estate, buying and selling homes for my clients. And is and that still? I, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> after we'll my revisit first, that next year. Yeah, after my first flip, um, you know, I, I put a YouTube clip. I made 158000 on my first flip. Mm-hmm. And that just changed everything in my mindset. Um, just because it took me less time to make that. It made me more than what I did out of those 39 transactions. So okay. I realized the power and the potential of like flipping, mm-hmm. but also there's a lot of risk involved into it. And so for me, flipping is a huge part. Right. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of, um, well, you can talk about this for a little bit, but, um, there's a lot of, you know, how to flip your house and make a million dollars and, you know, how to make a million dollars your first year on real estate. When I first was thinking about doing a YouTube channel, it was one of the most frustrating things for me is to look at all of these things about, you know, how easy it is and how you do it. And when it's not really all that realistic. Yeah. So what, what was the reality of your first flip? Obviously it's a successful flip, which is great. Was there any moments that you were nervous about it being successful? I, I actually wasn't nervous about that first flip because here's the thing. I truly believe if you're a real estate agent that, that produces, um, you're going to deal with more clients, sellers mm-hmm. and buyers. And when you take them out, you're going to realize, okay, People in the $150,000 range is looking for this and that. 
and people at like 250, it's a little different. Mm -hmm. So for me, I had that training mm -hmm. and I was helping a lot of buyers and also helping with a lot of sellers. And I started to realize, okay, I see, you know, what will sell for this much. Right. And looking at the comps over and over. So, and also I, the key is to just getting the house at a very good price if you can right. negotiate that. So I truly believe um, if you're a real estate agent, it's easier for you to become a successful flipper. But I'm not sure. I might be wrong. <laughs> but that no, I understand the logic there and because you're with buyers all the time. So you understand what they're looking for. And you can also see the competition very easily and, and everything else. Um, and you're right. It, it is the price that you're buying the house at that's the most important. And, and people don't really understand that. Um, I, I guess what the question that I have is, you know, in markets that are sellers markets, um, you know, where Tampa has been for the last couple of years or a while, um, how do you even get good deals on houses or feel like you're getting a good deal on a house that doesn't need a lot of work? One that strikes that balance of the initial price and the cost of the flip. Well, they're definitely not on the MLS. Um, if you want to really get a, a good deal, sometimes you just have to market to people you know, maybe like um, unwanted inheritance, like pro and the pro people that are going through probate process, mm -hmm. or you drive by and you see a beat up abandoned house and try to find the owners for that house. And Go so back to door knocking. Yeah, no, no, I stopped doing that. <laughs> Thinking about it, it's like, wow, how did I do that? But anyways, I... those good deals are definitely not like not on the internet. It's okay. always so like. You're going to have to have multiple sources, like sometimes like bank owned. Uh, I'm actually trying to buy a bank owned property mm -hmm. um, at a good price. I think I'm going to buy it next month, but okay. we'll see. And, you know, people that really want to sell their house and some hints could be, you know, overgrown grass, you know, there's a tarp on the roof. So there's subtle hints out there, but if you're, you're really you, looking for them. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So. Okay, well, that's flipping. If anyone's looking for flipping opportunities or wants to sell their house for a good price, uh, call John in Pensacola, <laughs> um, not Tampa, because he doesn't work down here. Yeah. Although, maybe we'll find you a good investment down here. Um, there's a lot of investors down here already, so I don't know if that would work. Okay, John, so you work in Pensacola, um, and a lot of people who watch my channel started watching it because of my Living in Florida video, which is kind of a general Florida. So why don't you give everybody out there um, an idea of what Pensacola is like? Well, Pensacola is a beautiful city. Um, there's a lot of tourists here. Uh, if you guys haven't watched Tiger King, <laughs> Joe Exotic actually got arrested here. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I know. It's like crazy. It's that Gulf Well, breeze. Carol Baskin lives down the street from us here in Tampa. Oh, so. my goodness. So yeah. we went. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know if, if we could win that, but. <laughs> and downtown here has been booming. Okay. Like, prices have been tripled over like the past three years. Um, a lot of builders are here just building. Um, Navy Federal Credit Union headquarters is located here. Okay. And they have helped our economy very, very well. And also there's a lot of military presence here. Uh, it's okay. also the home of the Blue Angels. Oh, uh, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> and there's um, this Eglin Air Force Base here too as well. Uh, I'm not near there. I'm more near uh, Pensacola uh, Navy Base here. 
Okay. Yeah. We have McDill Air Force Base here. So we get a lot of military clients um, as well in the Tampa Bay area. So um, how, how have the prices been? Is, is it a seller's market in Pensacola? So six years ago, we've had about you know 6,000 homes um, active. And um, last year, you know, when I started, we've ha- we had about 2,000 homes in the market. Mm-hmm. And this year, we have about 1,500 homes in the market. Right. So it's still a seller's market here. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, our inventory is really low in Tampa, too. You know, obviously, we're doing this during the COVID time. Um, and this is normally our, normally our biggest listing month, April yeah. and May. Um, and everyone seems to be holding on to their listings. So yeah. <laughs> um, it's really tough for buyers that need to buy something to find something that they really mm-hmm. like. Um, it is very tough. Is it the same there? Yes. Yes, because okay. like the sellers are paranoid right now. They don't want to, you know, let people in their house and also military stop movement. So mm-hmm. I've have about like five sellers that are just waiting. And right. also I'm pretty sure, you know, buyers are waiting too. So hopefully that kind of cancels each other out. And yeah, yeah and we'll I, see. Yeah. And I think it, you know, the market the market is very good here and uh, I know people are talking about the recession, but uh, I, I just don't see it. <laughs> Yes, we'll we'll wait and see what happens with that. It, it's I'm certainly not expecting it to be another uh, 2008 um, where we had all the price uh, reductions and short sales and foreclosures and all that stuff that I lived in the beginning of my career. Um, but um, okay, so if I were somebody uh, moving to Florida and I was trying to figure out where in Florida to move to, why would I move to Pensacola? What would, what do you think is the biggest benefit to living in Pensacola? Well, it's near the beach. Um, okay. <laughs> Us too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not a lot of traffic. Um, okay. But, you win that one. Yeah. <laughs> and also like the Pensacola and the Gulf Breeze and the bar area is super popular just because okay. of the school system. I, I think it uh, the school, school system there's like top five okay. um, in the whole state of Florida. So a lot of people come, come there and um, it's the market over there in Santa Rosa County, it's, it's crazy. If there's a house under like at 150, that'll be gone within hours. What is your average price there? My, my average price is starting out. It's not as high It's about 125, 130. But as I'm, you know, progressing in my real estate career, it is starting to go up. And what, up. Yeah. What is it in Pensacola in general? What would Pensacola people in general, um, according to Pensacola Association Association of Realtors, the houses in the two hundred to three hundred thousand dollar range, um, they sell a lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Our our average median is in that 260, 270 range here, but we're talking about a huge area. Um, So another question I get asked about a lot when you live in Florida, especially the panhandle is hurricanes. Do you guys sit on pins and needles and wait for hurricanes to come by every year? They tend to miss for some reason. Like (laughs) Knock on wood, you need to knock on something. (laughs) It always like misses Pensacola, which is crazy. But, you know, it's like... I haven't felt any kind of you know, hurricane or storm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know um, there was like tornado watch like two days ago, but it didn't really affect Pensacola at all. No. Um, and I mean, I, I try to explain to people who don't live in Florida that when you live here, you're not just sitting around waiting for hurricanes. You know, you know that they're coming with like a month's notice, it seems like sometimes. Um, and then they move around a lot and then you never really know where they hit. And then when they hit, 
it, it can be terrible sometimes for certain for certain areas. And then the other areas, it's not that bad. It just kind of depends. Um, but I think the reality of living in a hurricane prone area and the, you know, what people see on TV is very different. Okay. So is there anything else that I missed that you want to share with people? I think if we're wrapping it all up, what I, what I would like to say, um, as someone with uh, several more years experiences, I think it's fantastic that you've been as successful as you have been. It sounds like a lot of that was your own work and your own desire to be successful, which is really what makes it in this industry. If anyone's looking and they're looking for an easy paycheck, this is not the industry to go into. Please do not go waste your time and money on real estate if you're not willing to work for it. And then go out and learn how to do it correctly and represent your clients um, with as much knowledge and ethics as you possibly can, right. uh, which seems like is, is what you're doing. Um, so I congratulate you on your success. It is a thank very you, difficult thing you. to do in your first year for sure. So um, continue going with all that success. And John is looking to enhance his social media profile, yeah. just like <laughs> everyone is. He does have a YouTube channel and all of the other things, uh, LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook and all those things. And we will put all of those links in the uh, description of this um, video. Um, and if you guys are looking to watch anything else, there's a video that I have that talks about my first years in real estate. And um, though they're very different than John's because I started during the Great Recession. But I think both of them provide some good perspectives on what it's like to start in real estate. So thank you, John, for your time today. Hey, and so much. Thank you, everybody out there for watching and give John a call if you're looking for real estate in Pensacola. Thanks, everybody. With love, Melanie.